This is a Radio 1 91FM podcast. None other than... Kia ora, ko Amos man. Yeah, Amos. Yeah, welcome. Amos in the house. We got him. We got him. It is 12. We are on schedule for this interview. <coughs> All righty. Now, Amos, you are a composer, photographer, you work at Papa, do all sorts of things. Your new uh, project image, oh, your new um, exhibition, Image Project Meditations, is coming out next week at the AYU Community Space. Um, tell us a little bit about your project. Yeah, yeah. So the exhibition, uh, Image Object Meditations. Yeah, and it's at um, IU. Uh, um, oh, I community was, oh. space. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. AYU, not yeah. AYU. AYU. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's a. It's a series of artworks um, that's uh, arisen from um, uh, a creative and, and technical um, process that I've been developing over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's photographic art, mm-hmm. and these are large-scale um, uh, prints, large-scale yeah. <coughs> um, limited-edition prints. Um, and uh, they're... They arise from a technique which involves uh, film photography, so using vintage manual Mm. cameras, as well as um, digitization techniques, which um, have come in part out of um, the museums and heritage sector, Mm -hmm. um, taking those old archival negatives and, and digitizing them. And so I've taken some of those techniques um, and applied them to uh, found objects. So I'm out exploring in mm. nature. And this is part of your four-step process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a process that sort of evolved over time, but I knew that I wanted to get back into vintage uh, photography, get back into um, film photography. So I take my... Um, 35mm cameras and and uh, medium format cameras out into the field and um, take on a sort of a, 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 a close-looking um, uh, attitude towards the environment and something will uh, start to take on significance. It might be a leaf, it might be a, a piece of driftwood, mm. it might be a, a man-made object, something humans have created that's that's now rubbish um, <laughs> in the in the environment, mm. and it starts to take on significance uh, for me. And so, so I'll, I'll photograph it using using film cameras, and then I'll also collect it and bring it back to the studio, and then in the dark. Um, uh, uh, using a light table, I make these arrangements with the developed film strips mm-hmm. and the collected objects, and I create these sort of physical compositions, which are then re-photographed. Mm-hmm. And, th- and then the last step is putting them through this digitization process where yeah. I'm um, inverting yes. the colors, inverting the tones. Uh, it's, it's quite a straightforward process, as you would expect to be applied to uh, film negatives, so the, the negative becomes positive now. Yep. But the physical objects are now negative, and they take on some uh, pretty interesting uh, dynamic um, and uh, intriguing um, qualities. Mm. Yeah, I can just see from the, the poster alone, it's a very, very awesome uh, colouring scheme. I love the purple and how it plays off with kind of like the brownie side of the leaf and the kind of square that's holding it all together yeah. inside the leaf oh, it looks, looks awesome yeah so 
um, the color opposites are really are really interesting. They're fundamental to photography. They're also fundamental to our perception and how we mm, perceive mm-hmm. the world, and uh, how we perceive color. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so the browns of a piece of driftwood, actually, the the color opposites are these blues, these incredible uh, gray blues. Yeah. Um, there's one of my pieces is uh, nasturtium, so that's a, Ooh, that yeah, the bright little, yeah. green leaf, mm-hmm. uh, big round edible. leaf, edible, yeah, delicious, delicious in salad. Yeah, yeah. And um, so the color opposites are, are, are shocking pink. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I love that term, shocking pink. It's yeah. a fantastic term. <laughs> um, when we spoke on Thursday, uh, you were talking about photography and what what drew you to it was um, partly was the observation side and capturing something for, um, from the world, and another part was that you're very interested in science. And I guess that makes sense. You used to work at the university, um, I mean, not the university, sorry, the Museum of Otago. Um, where, where did that kind of love for science come from and how does it inform your artistry nowadays? Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. I, I used to work at Otago Museum just across the road mm-hmm. uh, here from the Red One studio. Uh, I worked there for about 12 years as a science communicator. Mm. And my love of science the, the, and my mm, science... My my um my understanding of the world through mm. science and my and my um, connection to the world through science really um, began very very early in my life and um, you know I've I've strong memories of um, um, uh, engaging with astronomy and engaging uh, with um, Einsteinian relativity uh, <laughs> engaging with um, atomic physics. From a very uh, early age, from uh, I think I would have been at uh, uh, four um, or three or four years old when I first uh, became engaged with these things. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's likely that my father had something to do with that, um, possibly my mother also. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I know that he's a big, <coughs> big fan of Einstein, and maybe that that, um, that led to, to some of my uh, trickle down way of trickle seeing the down. world. Yeah, yeah. Trickle down interest. I mean, he, he I, I remember seeing somewhere. Um, he used to. He was a violinist teacher at the university, right? My father. Yeah, yeah my father's Sydney Manovitz. Um, he. Uh, we first moved to New Zealand uh, because he got a job lecturing at a Togo music department, mm. and. Um, uh, and since then, he has uh, worked as a, a soloist. Um, he then uh, was concertmaster at the um, Southern Symphonia, it was known then, now um, Dunedin Symphony Orchestra. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he, uh, for many years, well over a decade, I believe, if not longer. And um, and continues to, to lead a, a very active, creative musical life as a teacher, a tremendous teacher, uh, mm-hmm. one of the best uh, teachers of any subject I've ever known, <laughs> um, and also uh, most recently he was involved in a, a theatre piece at um, Olverston Historic oh. House. Oh wow! Oh, I didn't um, know they did theatre pieces. Out yeah, there. Oh, yeah, wow. and uh, it involved. Re- um, uh, uh, my understanding is this has involved uh, history of the Theamans and also history yeah. of Maori Maori history and associated with the um, uh, with the site. Mm-hmm. Awesome! Yeah, sounds very fascinating. Now, speaking of, of your your family, so to speak, um, your sister Jasmine she runs the uh, IU 
community space. That's right. She's yeah. uh, co-founder, co-founder of sorry, mm, yeah. IU and yeah. and is and is uh, uh, and is one of the um, managers of of the of the community space. And as well, she runs her yoga practice, uh, Soma Yoga, mm. uh, from IU, and. Um, yeah, she's been practicing as a teacher of yoga for over twelve years. Oh wow! And um, she and it's just been really wonderful to be able to um, uh, work with her, work with with your siblings, yeah. uh, in this way and creative um, collaboration. Yeah, 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 really. And uh, so we really kind of, I really, and I do, and I was really um, very keen for for for. Um, these works to be come part of um, what she's doing there. I, I really think what she's doing is of a great value to Dunedin Otuputi. Yeah, and um, and I think I, I really want to support that. And so, really, I see the, this exhibition as, a, as an offering to her and her practice. And um, and there's something else about the work which they're, they're in a way. Um, uh, sometimes I look at them and I, and I see them as mandala mm. or, um, or Buddhist, mm. uh, Zen Buddhist um, ko- koan, you know, like like puzzles, mm. almost visual visual puzzles yeah. that that lend themselves to um, to be focus points for meditation, mm. um, and and I think that. They would reward that definitely, and um, in the, in the same way that they reward aesthetic experience um, or, or just free free exploration with, um, of a viewer mm. um, in a gallery <coughs> or, and it, or in a home. Yeah. Yeah. It connects so well to just being in a yoga space as well. If you're going to have something that's going to be or meditative or you know relate to that kind of kind of field of. Um, of things, it makes sense to hold it in a yoga space. I'd yeah, say. and there are those parallels. Yeah. I think you know, ways of understanding the world, ways of connecting with the world. Um, well, yoga is a practice that ha- is about connection. Yeah, making connections with your own body and connections with the world and with each other. And similarly, um, I believe art has that power as well. Mm-hmm. Well, even then, it's not just like a blank white void. It's just like it's actually being used as space, and you're ingesting it in different forms. It's not like it's a bit more of a passive ingestion of this media. I feel like even like being able to do yoga and stuff, it does definitely like Zach said, like it hammers home this idea and concepts around meditation. Mm-hmm. Kind of For sure. Yes. It's, yeah, it's, it's real sick. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned uh, on, on Rapere when I was talking to you in the recording booth that you kind of ran in some of the um, early or 19, 1990s and 2000s um, Otipoti art collectives and that they, um, somewhat influenced you and you said that you're in the company of great artists um, how did you get, come to get involved with some of those collectives yeah well uh, after we spoke um, I was thinking back on it and in fact the first collective that I was involved with was um, in the 1970s oh wow when I was uh, about seven years old <laughs> and my sister Jasmine and, and myself um, and my father were involved in an arts collective called Axolotl 
Oh my gosh! Um, it was pronounced axolotl, but when you write it, it's axolotl spelled backwards. That's so cool. Uh, <laughs> and this was a, so a collective of um, poets and uh, musicians and um, puppet puppeteers and mask wow. makers. Damn. And it was based in a in an old abandoned theatre on George Street, where oh. McDonald's is now. Oh no! And, um, <laughs> and if, if you look at McDonald's, you'll see that there's a facade. Yeah, there's this really elaborate facade the building ha- still has, oh my gosh. which uh, is the old theatre facade. That's insane. Um, and and we oh had the whole the- this whole giant empty theatre to ourselves, and it was um, city council um, run, so not run, sorry, yeah. it was, but it was everyone was paid a wage by the city council to be to make art, mm-hmm. and um, we created these incredible fest- festivals of sculpture and public performance. I believe at one point my father had all traffic in the octagon closed down um, to be able to play Bach. Oh my god! Uh, in the uh, un- without the the the, tr- the noise yeah. of the traffic. Oh uh, yeah, no, 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 that's, cool. Yeah. that's cool. Oh, I'm so annoyed I wasn't born in that time period. There were these amazing punk, uh, punk. Well, yeah, like uh, artists at the time. They, they created these participatory smashing sculptures. This guy pinned down this television set as if he, he caught it in the wild. Oh, Man. And then people walking by, he offered hammers they could throw at the TV and it would, <laughs> until it smashed. That's um, crazy. Yeah, That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Now it's yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then later, um, oh, uh, um, from when I was a late teenager and into my mid-twenties, I was living in Canada. Oh, yeah. I was actually born in Canada, and uh, so I moved back to Canada, and I was living there. And then I came back to Dunedin just around the time, was actually just... Uh, I don't know if you know the artist uh, Donna Demente. Uh, she had an incredible warehouse space in uh, High Street, I think it was, okay. and would hold these massive, beautiful events. And there was also um, the Super Eight Arts Collective was uh, had just was just finished or just was winding down when I got back to Dunedin. And um, Udemity dance parties were happening, which were these giant multimedia experiences out at the old mental hospital at Seacliff. Oh, my God. Damn, that'd be cool. Or or out in a field somewhere. (laughs) And they involved sculpture and music and DJing and dance and performance and and participatory artworks such as collective story writing with typewriters. And And then um, there was also the... um, and then I was sort of more actively involved in the um, Super... Ah, uh, sorry, I talked about Super 8, but stemming off the back of Super 8 was Everything Incorporated. And um, Alistair Galbraith, is, who's another tremendous uh, uh, genius artist uh, uh, here in uh, the Putty area, um, he, he he was one of the main instigators in that uh, collective, along with others such as Nigel Bunn, another tremendous artist. Uh, um, Paula Brand, who mm-hmm. I believe is living in Sydney now, or she, or she was, I'm not sure. And um, and this was uh, uh, we occupied a beach which has since been demolished and turned into a car park. Although again, uh, they've kept the they've kept the, the facade there. They kept the facade, uh, and always. it was across the road from um, Ark. Cafe, which um, uh, one of the first internet cafes in New Zealand, as well as um, tremendous focus on the arts and, and patron of the arts, really. Um, that that cafe was run as a 
as a platform for visual artists, for uh, music, absolutely, and it also ran its own uh, record label um, and, and recording studio upstairs at later times. So it was a, a tremendous um, creative hub in that upper high street area. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, lower high street area. And it, it really um, uh, was, a, you know, it, it was a really powerful education in some respects for me. Um, I was, I, I was learning from other artists, other practices that 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 I was being introduced to, other mediums. So that you would, you would see something being done in paint and go, whoa, I wonder if I could do that in photography or I wonder mm. if I could do that in music. Um, collaborations were happening on the spur of the moment. I was in a jazz band at the time called the Amos Man Band and we would have <laughs> guest artists every Wednesday in Arc. I would meet people yeah. on the, the day before, maybe in the uh, studio spaces, send them across. Um, sorry, head across the road with them and do a performance at night. It was, yeah, a tremendous, vibrant period. Um, later, I was involved with Fringe Festival activities as the Fringe Festival started getting set mm. up. And, and so yeah. there are a lot of these institutions that I'm describing which are still running today in some form. Mm. Um, they, I don't think anything ever really ends in Dunedin. There's always some sort of lineage or heritage that progresses on and yeah. on and on. Yeah. yeah. There's a fuck up there. Yeah, uh, for sure. Oh, man. Um, now, you also had a, a couple of requests um, coming into the to the thing after I uh, emailed you. Um, so we've got Finding Plums by uh, your band, I believe, Band Sensations. That's right. So we, yeah. we're a band of three um, artists um, in uh, the... Two of us strong connections to uh, Dunedin mm-hmm. and um, uh, yeah, Sean Torrington Creek Waddington and myself Amos Mann we are band sensations we've been um, running for about I think about eight years now oh, cool we um, are an experimental art sound glitter bang band <laughs> We've released an album. Uh, we actually did the album release here in Dunedin at the Fringe Festival just earlier oh, this year. Oh, yeah. Um, we did a um, van, uh, a bus tour with silent disco headphone technology. Oh, so cool. It was a, uh, album launch, listening, scenic yeah. tour of Dunedin. Mean. And uh, this album is a dystopian dance music album. Um, it's a concept album, and it's really about how we are in relationship with the dystopia that is now mm. and the environmental destruction that is now. And can pop music have a role to play in that? Huh. I think pop. probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of the like, glitch and hyperpop that's been coming out recently kind of, I, yeah, definitely puts me in that response. direction. What's that? It's all in response to everything, yeah, like I the whole machinations of it all. I feel like, yeah. And also, I think there's in the, the traditional lyric of pop music, it's I love you. Yeah. And I'm in relationship with you. And it's all about this sort of the sparking relationship. And so that's where I believe we need to be with mm-hmm. this just catastrophe that's yeah. happening yeah. now. We can't just ignore it. We can't just say, oh, it's bad, it's got to go away. Yeah. We've actually got to be in relationship. With, with it, yeah, yeah, and we actually have to acknowledge the relationship we have with it, mm-hmm. and actually start to progress that and mature that relationship. Yeah, 
and maybe I think collective action more than anything because if if it's all individualized like people yeah. say it is now um, and kind of tailor it to the individual then that's only going to be pockets of people doing the right thing you know we need to do a lot of stuff but regardless that's not the, the focal point of this <laughs> but things not like quite. pop music can be a focal point they for can that kind of for activity that, yeah. and especially that collective action for it to be successful it really yeah. does need a focus or a focal some sort of mediating term yeah and sometimes music can play that role oh, I, I for sure agree like protest music is yeah incredibly valuable um yeah <clears throat> so we've got finding plums with band sensations um and then jay diller with bye well, yeah what so is about jay diller that you quite uh, quite enjoy yeah well actually that's uh, the reason i chose that is that um that's going to be my next project <laughs> my, next, <laughs> my next creative project um, is um, Lo-Fi Beats. Cool. I've, just, I've just totally Sweet. fallen in love. Oh. And, um, <laughs> Freesh! Finally and I can chill inside something new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's where I'm heading is, is basically um, uh, uh, finger drumming and, um, and cut up and lo-fi beats and that that's that's that for me i think there is so much creative potential mm-hmm. um there uh, there's it, it, it's there's a tr- it's a tremendous um explosion mm. of mm. um uh of material and and work that's coming out from all of the world yeah and i think it ha- there's a lot more that can be done with it yeah you know i studied um avant-garde composition um, in Wellington right? in, I, I went um, here I did my undergraduate here yeah, yeah, at yeah. the music department studying with Anthony Ritchie and, and many others yeah. and then I uh, went to Wellington to do my postgraduate um, master's work yeah. and um, I just think we're only now catching up with some of the great um, tremendous you know the, the, the visionaries in this area from the 1950s onwards mm. um, people like um uh, uh, Pauline Oliveros from the US, um, pioneer in electronic and tape music composition. Um, uh, uh, Stockhausen, uh, also pioneer in tape tape music composition. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know what what they were doing with analog. <laughs> is now super easy <laughs> uh, with digital. And yeah. so we can t- push these things so much further. And I see Lo-Fi Beats as being a sort of a yeah. bridging between the avant-garde and the easy listening. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, for sure. Awesome. Well, we'll have to get to those songs. Um, thank you so much for coming on here, yeah, Amos. Great it's talking with you. Yeah. Fantastic to talk to you. Yeah, great to meet you too. Great to meet you both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. awesome. Um, and you're here out of Utiposi uh, on um, uh, was it Rapa? Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Back to um, Te uh, pa- well, oh, actually, Paikakariki. Yeah. Uh, just just north there mm. and uh, on uh, yeah, Kapiti, and um, yeah, I, I I live right on the beach, right by the ocean, and Sounds got gorgeous. my studio there. Yeah. And so be, oh, that's. Yeah. Hey, um, if you want to see the exhibition, yes. um, we have an online version of the exhibition mm, running yes. at amosman.com, A-M-O-S-M-A-N-N.com. And then the physical show goes to the 13th. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. the A, or not A-Y-U, I-U community I-U. space. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I caught myself there. Awesome. All right. Thanks for listening to Radio 1 91 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.